Southside Rabbi. Three, two, drop the beat, Johnny. Yeah. Like Jay-Z was always like, What do we get there from a hip hop? Yeah. Hey. Today we're talking about friends. Oh yeah. How many of us have them? Uh oh. Friends. Come on, Houdini. Ones we can depend Oh, y'all don't know about that. Friends. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How many of us have them? Friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we go any further. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is this beat so hard? It's hard still, right? It's 2019. Is this does the uh, that part come in where it's like the uh, is that arpeggio? That yeah, the the sense, the sense, yeah. Hold on, there it is. Been sampled in been sampled in many a hip hop songs. Oh my God. Bro. I don't know what he who produced that. I don't know. I gotta look it up. So what's up, man? I praise the Lord. I'm stuck on the production of that Yo, beat. The, the synth that came in there. I think that's what it is. You know something is good that when you've heard it a million times, but you react to it every time like you like haven't you just, heard it before. Right, right. That's how you know it's timeless. That's how you know it's timeless, bro. Timeless, and it's clean too. Like when it comes in, it's real clean. It's it's crazy, bro. Hey, hey man. Well, but we, we're not here to talk about we're, sense. We're not here to talk about production. Nah. I'm here <laughs> to talk about friends. Yes. Friends. Yeah. Friends. This is Pastor Show and Go, and I'm here to discuss with y'all a friend. Because a lot of y'all don't have them. I know you want them. I know they out there. But Jesus is the closest friend you ever had. <laughs> Jesus is the apotheosis of friendship. He's the quintessential example. He is the friend ad nauseum. He is a friend that doesn't stop. He is a friend that doesn't drop. He is a friend that pops and locks you in the place. He's a friend, the best friend you ever had. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Friends is something you need. God made us for it. Oh, Lord. It, it's bro. a reason why Jesus said, I call your friends. Yes, and no longer servants. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Is that sweet? Y'all making me you. sweat up in here. Yes, praise the Lord. And if I had a friend, he would bring me a handkerchief right now. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't. Because we're lonely. Because Pastor Showing, though, <laughs> has had his times of loneliness. <laughs> Let me stop, man. Oh, um, man, stupid. today we are, this is another episode of Southside Rabbi, yes, by sir. the way. Today we are going to be talking friends. I got my boy, uh, my homie, uh, my friend, uh, my dog, uh, uh, my G, uh, uh, my ace, yes. uh, my homie. Mm-hmm. I think I already said that. I got the illustrious, industrious, wow, astronomical, yes. theological, yes. sociological, yes. analytical, yes. Kevin Burgess. Yes, praise Eli- the name AKA of the Lord. Elijah Smooth. And of course, I am here with none other than, wow. Oh my goodness. The trippy. The, <laughs> the depth. This man. The weight and glory. Oh no. I mean, the dream. Mean machine <laughs> do not get in between. Oh my goodness, this He's guy. He's got the cream, but also esteem. <laughs> Hudson. What's good, dog? Amen, 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 amen. So... We wanted to have a conversation here, mm-hmm. hopefully interacting with some things that are happening in culture, but yeah. we wanted to the, the weight of this uh, discussion to be centered around friendship. Yes, sir. Friendship. I am deeply aware, mm-hmm. given many of the conversations that I've had with people in my age group, okay. Or in the past 10 years, as Mm -hmm. we sort of grown up together, I've met many, many people around my age in my community and abroad. Right. That most people feel either friendless Uh or some level of loneliness. Yeah. There's statistics for this. Right. They say that Generation Generation Z Mm -hmm. 
actually is at the height of that loneliness. And Generation Z is the generation after the millennials. That's right. And they're the generation that were raised with social media yep. and being the most connected generation yes. as far as having the, inter- the internet and everything goes yes. than any other generation, yet they are the most loneliest. Yes. Yeah. Studies say that they are the most lonely group right. that perhaps has walked this planet, mm-hmm. which again continues the conundrum of existing in 2019 with the advancements that we have in technology, right? the advancements that we have in the medical field, uh-huh. the advancements that, it, the seeming advancements that we have in outlets to enjoy yourself. Right. There's a lot of ways to have fun. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Outside of like back, you know, a couple, couple hundred years ago, you, you fished, <laughs> hunted, made clothes out of animal skins. You turned your butter. Uh, roasted, roasted animals, there squirrels. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's like way more amusement access right. today. And we are not fulfilled. Or, are, 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 man, not only are we not fulfilled, we are much less fulfilled than the people right. who preceded us who had access to none of this stuff. Yes. Here's something even crazier. What's crazy to me. I think about my man Killmonger mm-hmm. off of uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Holla, Wakanda. Michael B. You hear me? You know what it <laughs> is. Ooh, ooh. I think about his comment. He said that, you know, bury me at sea. Uh, I, oh, what did he say? That's not what he said. He didn't say that at all. <laughs> what he actually said was, you know, people say, I'm going to tell my kids. I'm going to tell my yes. kids what he said was bury me at sea with a box of chicken <laughs> and a Rolex. All uh, right. <laughs> But he said that I would rather die, right? I want to be like my ancestors right. who would rather die mm-hmm. than to live a life of bondage. But right. he said it a lot more eloquently right. than I just did. Right, right, right. And those who did did not jump off those ships, mm-hmm. those who did come to the Americas right. and then lived on plantations, right. you would be shocked at the... The, at the at the lack mm-hmm. of suicide that existed on these plantations, right? You would think that if anybody had a reason to kill themselves, it was slaves. It would be slaves, right? Yet you find in a lot of slave writings, this is not at all to try to sanitize or baptize oh, no, on right. any level, right. The evil that was slave plantations, right? I'm just talking about the resilience of hope, yeah. That you will still find a level of hope that existed in people in the worst situations imaginable that you do not find with people who are in comfort. Yes. Which is shocking to me. Yes. This is partly what we experience when we go to third world countries. Right. There, there needs to be development. You don't want to romanticize the fact uh, that course. people are happy but hungry. We are not masochists. Yeah, exactly. We still want to see development in those places. But you got to be struck by the kind of contentment and peace right. that people have that mirrors what Paul talks about in Philippians about if we have food and we have clothing, we will be content. Yes. I know how to be happy with a lot. I know how to be happy with a little. Right. I've learned contentment. I've learned it. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Which seems to be... The thing that everybody that is breathing mm-hmm. wants to accomplish at some point in their life. Right. I want to have a kind of skill set that teaches me to extract happiness and joy no matter what the situation is. Right. And what I'm saying is you would think that individuals in the darkest, most desti- destitute, evil circumstances uh-huh. would be the ones who are the least hope, uh, least hopeful, right. that are the least content, uh, and the most unhappy. Right. Yet you have seen the opposite mm-hmm. more than not. Um, I think so, that, yeah. I, I wonder, I also think that that's also because they, when, when you are in those situations, you get stripped away of all of the things that promises you uh, false contentment. Right, so, right, right. cause I think that one of the, the, one of the things that we have seen is like, yes, I think that we all have a desire for contentment, but we look for contentment. in if I acquire more, yeah, just yeah, a little yeah. bit more and yes. I'll be content just a little bit more and I'll be content. Right. Um, but when you are forced to be in a situation in which you cannot have there anything, is no little bit more then you have to really find contentment where it truly is found. Right, 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 right. right. Um, and I think that, I think that that's also why there is a desire for some of us living in this digital age to go back to a more simpler time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We constantly reminisce about how times were so much simpler back in the day. Right, right. Right? Now, but now that we have all of this new technology, but with all the new technology, even though it's a blessing, comes also a lot of the 
uh, conundrums of what we're, 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 we're trying to find a lot of satisfaction in this technology. Right. We find a lot of burnout yeah. trying to keep up with all of it, yes. being involved in all yes. of it, feeling like we are being uh, pulled in a hundred thousand different directions. Absolutely. So many different publications to read, so many different social media things to be a part of, so many notifications right. that I have in my pocket. Right. Email, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, text, calls, right. all right. of that. Um, and I think that we have found ourselves that, like like we were just saying that though we are the most connected, we still are the most real in reality disconnected. Disconnected from contentment. From contentment, right? And the from most, intimacy, absolutely. Right. The most connected, the most amused, and the most unhappy. Right. That describes our generation, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things too, man. That social media, for example. Uses all the language of intimacy. Oh yes, we gonna we gotta talk about that. Folks are following you, right? You know, you have a list of friends, friends right? People are liking or even loving. Right. Folks are throwing love around. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I see goat goat emojis on people's posts. Right. People like you call fifteen people the greatest of all time. Right. We are just pouring out mm-hmm. all kinds of. Uh, of admiration and affection mm-hmm. that typically exist in intimate real like if I say I love you right like if I say that you're the greatest of all time when I'm speaking the kind of things that really encourage the people that you're close to to keep going and right. lifts them up that typically happens in the contest t- context of a real relationship uh-huh. and when you can use all of those words very flippantly right. you can use and you all of that, the value of the word that's right, right. It, just, it just doesn't mean what it, it it starts to empty it of its power of it, of and its sting right, and effect. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that in society, that is exactly what we have done with the word friends. Wow. Say and that. friendship. And friendship. We've emptied it. Along with and the legacy of emptying the power out of these massive realities like love. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and respect. Yes. And following. Yes. And friendship. Yes comes that reality it comes that reality yeah. that we've emptied it uh, of all of its of all of its good. value it's good I mean and I think that uh, a part of what has helped us do that is social media because now we can add all of these people I got 4,000 friends on Facebook wow I don't know who half of these people are. More than half. I don't know who more than half of these people are on Facebook, bro. But they're my friends, right? Right. right, right. And then, and then, so we got a, a, a Facebook and all these social media that allows us to have these uh, uh, virtual friendships that are not real friendships, right, right? right? They're 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 very much so false friendships. Right. They may be uh, acquaintances. Uh, they may be some type of uh, associates, loose, associates, loose connections, but they're not real friendships. But uh, so we have that, and then and then we have a Twitter that makes us feel like we're a god because we have followers. Followers, and then we have a platform where all these people are following us to hear what we have to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, um, I, I just think that a lot of these things within our social media culture has kind of emptied uh, relational, real relational value right, amongst right. us as we engage in, in culture and Absolutely. society with one another. Absolutely. Um, and the m- most of it is, hey, man, you meet somebody new. And he's like, yo, follow me on, 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 on Facebook. Right. It's not, hey, call me. Hey, take my number. That's right. hey. That's Sometimes right. it's like that. But even though it's like I still rather interact with you sure. through social media. Sure, absolutely. Right? And yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I think yeah. that it's kind of tainted how we view friendship in, sure. in, in society and culture Yeah, absolutely. Right yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, when people, which I hope we do here on right. this, this, this episode, when people come in contact with a true and substantive vision right. of friendship. Mm-hmm. When they sort of read about it or they hear about it, maybe they see it in some people that they're around, uh-huh. many times they will walk away from that experience and say, I don't have any friends. Yes. If you ask me before I experienced or I read about or I learned of True friendship. Right. If I had friends, I would say, of course I do. Right. But when you think about these two realities, one, what I am reading and hearing and learning about in what we were going to argue the Bible calls friendship. Right. And then also what I am feeling, because we often feel friendless. Right. We feel left out, forgotten, and on the outside, Mm -hmm. even though we're surrounded by people and seemingly in the face of people. My right. homie was telling me the other day that how he had took a break from social media. Mm-hmm. And when he reemerged, someone came up to him and was like, yo, I, I saw you finally got back on, on Instagram. Is, is everything all right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I think what is happening in your life like is based what, upon yeah, your... 
is that's right activity like, on social media that's right when wow. we all know we all know that when you take a break from social media in that stage you are the most healthy that you yes. have been social media burns you out exactly yeah. you feel better you are better you see clearer you can enjoy you can smell and and you know what I'm saying? you can actually be present yes you can be present you can be present in what's in front of yeah. you right social media takes you away from being present and we all know that the the sort of stepping away from that is a healthy thing to do. Yes. Yet when people step away from it, we think there's something wrong with them. Right. Or don't like not have social media. Oh, then there's man. really something then wrong you with you. You are really in an archaic What's state. What's going on? Yeah. When the fact of the matter is, you should be checking up on the people that are always on social media. Right. Yes. The mugs That's that, the accurate. That never yes. ever get off. We see you every 30 seconds. And you're, What's and going you're tweeting on there? About, and you're tweeting and posting about everything that's going on yes. in your life. Because usually what happens is when you find somebody on social media that is tweeting or posting about every single thing that is going on in their life. Right. Almost like you're like, this person is telling us their every single thought, frustration. Yes. It usually means that they don't have anybody else to tell it to. And social media is now being the substitute for what it means to really have friendships ah, and relationships in your life. That's good, bro. And that's usually what that means. Yeah. Social media should be used for a very specific thing, in my opinion, but it should not be used for... Like it, it should not be it this should replacement. Supplement reality. It, right. it should not substitute. It should not reality. substitute reality, for, yeah. especially when it comes to friendship. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. You can you can make a lot. I've made a lot of good friends via social media. Sure, sure. Now, I'm not saying that. It's, I mean, God definitely uses it for you to actually be able to do that. But it's actually supposed to lead to you fostering an actual real friendship, right, where right. you like see each other and really talk to each other and really right. have your hands in one another's lives. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. So, no, that's really good. That's yeah. really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, how would you? define biblical true real friendship i think that uh i think that i mean i think that that is gonna take a minute for us to answer i don't think that i can just give one definitive answer sure for this is what it looks like i think that we have to we would have to kind of show people yeah so one of the things that i think about friendship uh one of the things that friendship is in scripture is intimacy mm -hmm. right it's not just like we're cool it's that we are we have a kind of intimacy with one another sure right um i think that we see this in we we talked about this before a little bit on our podcast but when we talked about the david and jonathan relationship that they right. had right right after jonathan died david said in second samuel i am distressed for you my brother jonathan very pleasant have you been to me. Your love to me was extraordinary, surpassing the love of women. Yes. Right? So for some people, that passage is very problematic. They're like, hold up. Right. And they're like, what does that mean? Ah. But some 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 commentators would say that one of the things that David was actually getting at, because David had three wives at the time. Sure. Uh, and this is a good example about why sex and intimacy is not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Say that. Sex and intimacy is not... <laughs> yeah, straight. Thank you, Travis Scott. <laughs> Sex and intimacy is not the same thing. And you can that that's why you can have people that have all of these serial sexual relationships and they have no intimacy with anybody. Uh. Some people use sex to get intimacy, but that's not the way it should be done. Right. Uh usually well, God created sex to be something that is a result of intimacy that's already there. So right. you and your wife love one another, and out of the overflow of that intimacy comes you guys being sexually intimate with one another, right? right. And kind of seals the deal. Um, but there is an intimacy that we can that we can have that doesn't require sex. And it's not only in, in scripture, intimacy is not only something that you have with the opposite sex. Right. right. And this is good for us to know, especially for a person that's single, that you can still experience intimacy, though you are not married. Um, and, and I'm actually taking a lot of some of my understanding from this from. Sam Alberry has a good book about the seven myths of singleness. Sure. And he talks about intimacy in the chapter where he talks about friendship. So, and he actually gave an example about how we in culture and society are not to see, we don't, we're not taught to see intimacy this way. Huh. In the West, uh, he said that we've collapsed intimacy um, and sex into one another, and we can't conceive of genuine intimacy without it being sexual. Wow. Which is why when people read that David and that passage that, about David and Jonathan and see their relationship in scripture, yeah. some people actually you bristle like they start or, bristling like, is this up. homoerotic? Is there a little bit of sugar in that tank? Right. And, yeah. and and there have been some that have falsely went to go say that David Here's and Jonathan an were homosexual. Right. Yeah. And they definitely were not. Right. And and they and also David and Jonathan both had wives. They, yeah. they both but David saying to Jonathan 
Jonathan that um, your love for me has surpassed the love of women. Some commentators would say that, that that shows how David didn't really have intimacy with his three wives. Sure. Like he should have. Right. Right. And then you right. have the very, very, uh, uh, it's just a, a, a very complex system of polygamy. Yeah. He got three different wives. Right. You know, it's it's just very weird and complex sexual, that, that, that kind of relationship seemed to be very complex for David sure so um and he was sexually shot in general right in general I mean that, we, that we, brother we had that. some some appetites right that was yeah. not that yeah. that should have you know been curved sure um so I I uh, we so where a lot of commentators would say he was finding the intimacy that he actually didn't get with his wives in this relationship with Jonathan wow, wow, wow. now it doesn't mean that we should go out there and try to replace that with friendships but it's just saying that in those other friendships you can find right, intimacy right, right. but in the West we have kind of we have kind of erased that idea. Right. So it was so he actually gave an example in a book where he talks about in World War One that there were there were dudes after World War One that they would come out and talk about how they were family and they would be taking pictures all over each other yeah, and they yeah. would just be like just talking about they would say they would be saying that I love you yeah, and all yeah. of this stuff. And he was saying that after that happened how a lot of people would say, man, that's kind of that looks like it's kind of gay. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even in our society now, when we look at you know, even when you look at movies and you see two men and they're like trying to say that they love one another, right, right, right. They they can't say it, so they kind of say it without like, saying uh, it. Like, hey, hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, hey man, uh, love in your direction. Hey, love, dog. Love, love. Uh, don't, don't look at me in my eyes when you uh, say it. <laughs> right, and then they try to they 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 can't even say it without having to kind of try to put yes. themselves back in this super big hyper masculine state uh-huh. because now they felt like they've gone soft. Yes. Right, so in the West. It's very, it's very strange, especially for men. We've made it strange. The first time, and let me just go just ahead. Keep your thought. No, go ahead. The first, I was sixteen. Right. When Big Cuz, I don't know if you know. I remember Big Cuz. We used to clean the uh, Royal Theater with Big Cuz. That's right. That's right. Yes. Royal Theater was uh, this um, boys and girls club in Saint the Pete. hood. Yep, South in Saint Pete. Right. But Big Cuz was solid believer, my first mentor, mm-hmm. and the first time I had heard. The first time I heard a man tell me <laughs> right. that he loved me right. was because. Right. And he, he, he said to me over the phone, I was like, we finished up the conversation. He was like, all right, man, I love you. I said, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, 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 all right, bro. All right, hey, good. Up. You didn't even say nothing. You just hung up the phone. Yes. It does not, <laughs> feeling uh, non uh, sort of. Uh, non-erotic, but just simple, intimate love right. from the same sex is almost taboo, right? For us, and we've made it that way because right. it wasn't always like that. Sure. So when we, if you look at, especially if you look at old pictures, like they, they there's a really good article, um, even just about uh, what. Not when I say physical intimacy, I'm not talking about sex. Sure. I'm talking about what it looks like for two brothers to be physically intimate with sure. one another in the sense of like we can hug each other. Yes. Um, or like in Africa, they right. You, I, I was when the whole time I was in Liberia. Whenever I was having a good conversation with a dude, mm-hmm. he would hold my hand as we walked. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and I and 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 then when you see stuff like that happen in the West. So and for instance, mm-hmm. one of the things that I don't know if all of our listeners will know this, but there was a Fader cover that came out. Fader is a hip hop magazine. With yeah. Ray Shremmer, yeah, and Ray and they had a they had a picture when they were um I think they were like hugged on each other or something like that, and everybody was talking about how gay it looked and how there's this gay agenda behind it. Then there was a picture of Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler after Black Panther came out, when Michael B. Jordan kind of had Ryan Coogler's like head in his hand like that, and everybody was talking about how gay it was. Yeah. And then all these articles came out talking about how look, this is not homosexual sure this is not it's just two dudes that love each other right that can hug each other or you know show their love for one another sure. it's not gay right yeah, yeah. so we we have been especially because of this like hyper masculinity uh and 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 i would even say uh uh toxic masculinity oh and you know so <laughs> there it is all oh, the liberals and the marxists yeah, they are. i, I was listening for liberalism I was waiting for it <laughs> and it came that cultural marxism came right out and then, <laughs> Hey. Um, <laughs> half of y'all cats don't know what Marxism is. They're like real. Marxism, but, but uh, and I'm not trying to say that to be prideful, but cats just throwing it around. Sure, anyway. but but either way, um, 
we do have there's sometimes this hyper masculinity that we have that causes us to uh, move into very toxic areas in which we are not really showing the intimacy and love sure. to one another as we yes. should, as Scripture would say, and 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 we would be planted in in, in the times in Scripture and feel like this is very weird the way yes. that men interact with one another. The statement that David made towards we would never, Jonathan, we would never say we that. would never fix your lips to we say that about another we would man. Never, yes, so um and and because our culture only imagines intimacy in a sexual context, sure. and that means that we we're, we're wrong. And part of the consequence uh-huh. of thinking that intimacy is something that is uh, reserved mainly in erotic context right. is that we experience and live out the emptiness that we are experiencing and living out right now. Right. Because dudes, exactly. let's just be honest, exactly. man. Exactly. You, you, you live most of us i mean statistics show that most of us the majority of us mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. half or close to half right have a sense of friendlessness in our uh sort of in the way that we think of ourselves Ooh, that we that. see ourselves as being a part of whatever it being outside of whatever it is to have genuine friends right can right. i just real quick go ahead I just want to define what we mean by intimacy. Right, please. I just want to define what we, mean, what we mean by intimacy. What we mean by intimacy, which I think is more in line with how the Bible talks about intimacy, because the Bible doesn't tip, doesn't only talk about intimacy in terms of uh, the erotic. Right. But there right. is a way that you were to be intimate with God. Yes. And nobody would ever think that that has something to do about with being erotic. Amen. And not only that, but let's not let's not front that there yeah. are passages of scripture like when we were reading it uh uh in, in Ephesians when it talks about knowing God yep. where the Greek word for know yes. is the same word that it, it is meant for a husband and wife to know one Coming another together. in a sexually intimate way. That's right. That's right. So uh or yeah, we gnosko. Re- yeah, that's right. So so that's the Greek word. So that word is mainly used for us knowing yes, God. Exactly. So, but we never think about it as right. sexual. Because you would not then elevate that to mean that you're having some sort of sexual, some erotic relationship. sexual relationship right, with God. Right. Not at all. Right. But not in a, that sex, sexual way. Sex, along with everything else, was given to us to point us to a deeper reality. Right. It is not to be that which defines our entire reality. Exactly. We shouldn't be living our lives through our sexual organs. Right. But right. we should be living our lives uh, have in, in such a way where what we've been giving is pointing back to something greater than ourselves, yes. which is the living God. Amen. That the way that you are connected and becoming one with your wife in a similar way, uh-huh. there is a joy and satisfaction that is beyond what you feel biologically through your genitalia. Right, right. But it's what you experience by being in sort of the presence and uh, sort of being in alignment, being a friend of the living God forever. Right. That this is a relationship that is, is is even grander and more profound and more sort of weighty mm-hmm. than anything that we could experience with our physical bodies. And what I'm saying is what we miss out when we think about the word intimacy is that we forget about the ways that it is used in the scripture to point to something deeper. And uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say this, say that it. a good way to think about intimacy is... Being able, again, using this, uh, this, this relational language that we see between a husband and a wife, a right. man, man and a woman in, text, uh-huh. in the text, uh-huh. we think about Adam and Eve in the garden, right. that they were naked and unashamed. Right. Naked and unashamed. Right. That is a good definition of what it means to be intimate with someone else. And don't yes. think about it in terms of literally taking, because again, we are needing to sort of dry. Right. Because we're wet in the culture's understanding that over-sexualizes everything, that brings that which is erotic to everything we do and everything that we say. Exactly. We need to dry off. We need to get out of that water. Right, right, Dry off. The hypersexuality. We got to dry off from that stuff. We got to dry off from it. Right. And when we see naked and unashamed in the scripture, it is not pornographic. It's not, right, exactly. That's a good good way to put it. What's happening there is that you are looking into me, I am looking into you, and we are not ashamed of each other. Right. I can be open with you. Right. I can come around you, and I can get something mm-hmm. that is much deeper than anything 
erotic right. or, 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 or anything that is sort of um, uh, just a general amusement or, or sort of passing each other. I That's get so something good. so much deeper. What do I get? I get to be known. Right. Fully, yes. fully, fully loved. Known and fully loved. And fully accepted. And that means right. that the goal for this relationship, and this is where we see Christian communities struggle mm. the most, yes. is that I'm not trying to come around you. This is intimacy. Yes. I'm not trying to come around you to be impressive. Right. I'm not trying to impress you with my Christianity nah. or my track record That's being right. faithful to God. What you're struggling with, struggling with brother. Right. Ah, I just read one chapter yeah. instead of two chapters this week. Mm-hmm. How can I pray for you, brother? Man, I'm just really hoping that I can spend four hours ser- uh, ser- serving the poor instead of three. Where you sort of wrap yourself in this Christian plastic. Right, right. Where you are going around performing. Right, that's exactly what putting it is. Putting on a performance to try to gain the impression, to be sort of gain the admiration or the respect of the person in front of you. Yeah. When you're naked and unashamed in community, you don't need that. Right. I don't need to perform for you. I don't have to put on a mask or a costume. I can relax because that stuff is exhausting. It is. I can relax and be me. Mm-hmm. And the sooner that I, I can be me, the sooner that you can be you, the sooner that we can actually connect in a real friendship. Right. Because in that, at that point... Well, you're not trying to impress me. I'm not trying to impress you. I am open. You are open. At that point, we get to look into what it means to have a relationship with God, which is what fuels good friendships. Right. Good friendships are mirroring the kind of relationship that God has with people. And the, and the kind of relationship that God has with people is where we are naked before him yes. and unashamed. Because yes. if you're not naked before God and unashamed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know God. The only way you can know God is if you come naked before him. Right, 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 right. If we, that's what we're talking about. Right. I'm taking everything off. Right, right. I am a sinner. Right. I am not good. Right. I am not righteous. Right. I am not holy. Right. I don't think the thoughts that I should think. I, I am not as good as I, if I, as I want to believe that I am. Say I'm that. taking all of the clothing off and I'm saying, God, I have nothing. AKA, when we say nothing in my hands I bring simply to the cross I cling, yeah. we are saying we are naked before God. That's right. That's right. I have nothing. Yes. I don't eat. I don't have a shirt. I don't have pants. I yes. don't have undergarments. Yes. I am naked before God. And unless you clothe me, yes. I will remain naked. Say that, brother. I, the only way that... So 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 that is what that means. It's prerequisite. And it's prerequisite. That, that's the prerequisite to knowing God. Yeah, yeah. Is I have to be naked before him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't think of our friendships that way. Right. And this is the thing, too. It's not... It, we always push one another to be... Well, Keys that we have. Y- y'all listen to Keys in our last episode. Uh, or one of our... Earlier episodes, Keith Keesler, yeah, Keith Keesler would call this being soul naked. That's what he calls it. Mm. Like I'm, I'm soul naked before my, my, my friends. But one of the things that we always think about is we always are trying to push people to being more vulnerable, more naked, and not doing the performing and, yeah. and taking everything off and being open. And I think that that's good because we have to do it. If we don't do it, we will never have real friendships. Yeah. But we never also talk about how the pe- how people should receive those who are being Ooh. naked. So, so, so if so, when somebody. When somebody is being naked before you and they're seeking to be unashamed, as it says, Come on. but we shame them, Ooh. right? So now this person is not naked and unashamed. They are naked in shame. Oh. And they're not naked in shame because of them. They're naked in shame because of you. Wow. If you are making your brothers and sisters in Christ feel shame for getting naked before you, yeah. then number one, not only are you not, you don't, are you are not worthy of friendship right now at this time yeah. because you are not being a friend, right. but you could be blocking what it means to have, a, to, you could be blocking this person's intimacy with friendship with you and others in the community right. because as they are trying to do what God would call them to do, right, right. which is be naked before one another. Right, right, right and be unashamed right. if you are shaming them right. then now you are not being like God because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God does not shame us when we come before him on our nakedness that's right, that's right. God likes to God Close likes us, us to feel the shame of, 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 of us believing that we are clothed that's right that like you should be ashamed of believing that you're clothed yes. because you're not. You, yes. So so but God wow. does, when we come before God and say we are naked, He I doesn't shame us. I have nothing. Yeah. Right. But sometimes we can shame one another. Oh, that sin and they confess was a little bit too. That's yeah. a little bit too much. Right. Right. That's right. A little, I, every time we get around this person, they're broken. Every time we get around this person, they're just vulnerable. Right. Every time we get around this person, they're confess. Like if that's how you feel, uh, or it's like oh, I don't know this person, right. or if a person confesses, you're like man, see this person ain't as righteous as I thought they was. Number yeah. one, that's self right. Righteousness. Yep. If a person is confessing their sin and you feel like, man, they they tripping, like they, then that means that you don't see your sin the way that you should see it, because bro, you are tripping too. Right, right, right. I don't care what you're doing or not doing. Absolutely, that's that's amazing. So, so, um, 
we yes, we got to think about That's friendship powerful. in that way. And I'm glad that you 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 pointed that out. Let me jump in there too, just to uh, continue to no, under- underscore what you said. One of the things that we have implemented in our community um, is this thing called walking in the light that we learned from a good friend of ours, Ray Ortland, out yes. of Nashville at Emmanuel Ray Emmanuel Church, and walking in the light. In a lot of ways, it's been the biggest blessing of my life. Oh in the my goodness! One, it, of the, it has, one of the biggest blessings. It's revitalized and changed my life. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. I think in a lot of ways, it has held our brotherhood together. Yes. Um, I went out to eat before before I brought Walk into the Light to like, introduce this idea that I got from Ray Ortland to our community here in Tampa. I had went out to eat with some friends from the community. All mm-hmm. of us, we had known each other for a while, mm-hmm. and. We were all recently married. Right. And so we wanted to do like a, a little like four hour, a little four hour cruise. You can do the little starlight cruise uh-huh. where it's like a dinner or whatever. Uh-huh. So myself Exciting and my wife, this is before we had kids, um, and then several other couples, we all went out to this dinner. We all know Jesus. Uh, again, like I said, we've known each other for a little while. Most of us were really, really tight before we got married, but then afterwards, you know, life happens. Right. And we're out on this boat, and I was genuinely excited about the boat. Uh huh. The boat trip, the the boat, the dinner on the boat. Right. Because I hadn't seen some of these guys in a while. I wanted to hear what's going on. Right. How are things going? You've been married for a year now. What what's what's the ins and the outs? How how you feel? Is it as good as you thought it was gonna be? Like what? Right. What's going on? And I remember leaving the boat ride feeling. That was a fantastic waste of my time. Oh, my gosh. Now, it was cool. We talked. I mean, it was a, a, a period of fellowship on some level. Right. But what I went expecting was intimacy. And all I got was what we could have done through text message or email. Mm. Okay. So what did that look like? What that looked like was... Everyone had a guard up. That's what uh, it felt like to me. Right. Nobody the, was really being real. No, because, you know, obviously. It's, Everybody was trying to be impressive. That's right. And I mean, our wives were sitting next to us. So I guess maybe you were trying to look a certain way in front of our wives, which is its own issue. Right. Because that ain't going to last very long. Right. That's, that's if, very if, true. If my wife and I can't be sinners. Right. Then, then what, what, what's the other alternative? Yeah. To I'll, be exhausted by self-righteousness? That's so good. So anyways... We, we that that's not what I'm trying to say. My wife rebuked me on that last week, by the way. Hey man, shout was, out to Jasmine. My brother was uh, <laughs> pricked to his heart. Hey, no, hey go ahead. That. That's, that's true though. So it just looked like a sort of dancing around a real conversation, being mm. real measured in what we say, not wanting to really go too deep into any one thing. It was sort of a a a uh, performance. It felt like, Woo. and I felt like at the end of the. Uh, when I, I was leaving off the boat, and we got in our, my wife and I got in the car, and I was like, I don't know anything more about these brothers or we, these sisters right. than when we first got here. And then shortly after that, I was in Nashville, and I got introduced to this idea of walking in the light. Oh. I was at a Bible study on a Tuesday night with my homie Joseph, Joseph Prolozny. Shout a out producer. to Joseph. Shout out to Joseph, one of the greatest producers of all time. He's a beast. So we're sitting in this Bible study, and Ray Ortland, mm-hmm. he is about to go into this two-tiered fellowship moment with these men in this uh, Bible study. Uh So what he says, he starts off by saying, and I won't even repeat what he said, (laughs) but he talked, he confessed a sin. Mm -hmm. And it's not a type of sin (laughs) that you typically hear from a pastor. Right, right. You know your pastor's committing this sin. Don't get me wrong. Right, right, right. Everybody's pastor's broken as well. But it was intimate right he sort of laid himself bare and he said not like man i remember 50 years ago i struggled one time with walking into uh, the grocery store and i saw a girl in yoga pants not something it wasn't like yeah yes but the lord no it was like for the last two weeks i have been doing x right and I've been, it wasn't like disqualifying. Right, but right. But it was, it was serious enough right. that I felt like, oh, shoot, that's where we going? Right. And he says, now, turn to the person next to you. I don't care if you know them or not. And I want you, based on the fact that the blood of Jesus mm. is going to cover you no matter what you say. That's so good. Tell them what you're struggling with so they can pray for you. 
He pointed our attention to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message that mm-hmm. we have heard right. from him, and we pro- proclaim it to you, right. that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Uh-huh. But if we walk in the light as, as he, he is, is in, in the, the light, light yes. we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. And he says, look at this. You would think that it says if you walk up, walk in the light as he is in the light, you'd have fellowship with him. him right. You, but it doesn't say that. Right. It doesn't say that you have fellowship with him. It says that you have fellowship with one another. Yes. The only way that you and I can have fellowship with one another, which is what we're calling friendship here. Right. Is that we are walking in the light of the gospel and being honest about our sin. Yes. Because until we bring it into the light... The blood can't cover us and cleanse us from that sin. Right, right. Then it goes on and says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm-hmm. So so he's obviously talking about confessing. He's talking sins. about confessing sin. Right. So what he said, turn to your brother next to you and confess. Right. I don't, I don't want to hear that you're not being a good steward of your finances because you turned your Netflix movie in two days, or excuse me, you turned your Redbox movie in two days late. Right. I... Talk to them about what you want the Spirit of God to do. And here's the other thing that he said that I love. Then, do not receive counsel. This is not the time for you now to say, well, let me tell you how you can overcome this, brother. Right. Here's a book on three ways of overcoming an angry attitude. No, 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 no. There's lots of counsel out there waiting for us. Right. That is not going anywhere. This is not the time. This is not the time for that. Right. What I want your brother to do for you is pray. Mm -hmm. I want you, I want, hear it. And your reaction is to pray that the spirit of God would be active in transforming your brother's life. Right. That's what you do. And as soon as you're done, the other person does the same. Right. Then we followed that up. We finished that. Then we followed that up with Hebrews chapter three Mm -hmm. that encourage each other as long as it's called today to keep your brother or sister from falling into an evil and unbelieving heart. Right. Encourage each other. People start standing up. Last week, you said this to me in the parking lot, and it changed the the, the night with my wife. I went home and I asked her for forgiveness. Yo, somebody else stood up. Right. Yo, the other day, man, I saw you walk in uh, with with uh, your, your family, and I appreciate the way you were patient with your kids. It showed me something about God. They just begin encouraging each other. Right. I was like, yo, this is the answer. Right. We are either going to be impressive and continue to die in our loneliness and friendlessness and be outside of true, genuine, intimate relationship with God. Right. Or we're going to be known. Right. Right. By each other and being known by God. Right. By stepping into this kind of two-tiered approach to fellowship. Uh-huh. Where we are confessing, walking in the light. Right. Talking about how I am broken. I don't need to be ashamed of my brokenness. Jesus wasn't ashamed of my brokenness when he saved me. And he's also going to do something about my brokenness. Yes, absolutely. And the, the part of the means by which he is doing something with my brokenness is through being in community and in friendships with brothers and sisters who can, through their words and through their service, help to transform me into the image of the Lord Jesus. God right. uses that. Right. And he uses friendship as a tool to accomplish that end. Right. So right. when we brought that to our community, it was absolutely life changing. And all that to say, this is what intimacy looks like. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And and being a, a, a I remember when KB brought this to the community in Tampa, uh, it was like a breath of fresh air, bro, to 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 because we started doing our Bible studies and we started now now in our small groups uh at Living Faith Bible Fellowship, our church, uh we implement walking in the light in all of our, in small, all our groups. small groups. Yeah. And um we always say we 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 do it, we confess our sins, we say this is not the time for counsel, we pray for one another, um, we also make it a rule that nobody can go and then take a person's sin and spread it. That's right. If that's yeah, the yeah, case, yeah. then. And you, let me just yeah. say, just as a quick caveat, I mean, just a quick qualification of that, because that's what everyone gets war- gets scared about. Right. What if I say this and then now it's on Facebook tomorrow? Right. Brothers and sisters, something that Ray said and is, has also been the testimony for us in the past three years. Uh-huh. Nothing has ever left that circle. Right. He said in all the years that he has been doing it. In his church, nothing left the circle. Right. Nothing left. Yeah. 
We make it clear that if something does leave, there will be serious consequences. Right. But it has not been the problem because most of us are dying for this. Right. We are starving for this. Right. And we are going to protect it and hold it dear mm-hmm. because it's giving us life. That's very true. Very, very true. And yeah. it is. And, and I think... Uh, Man, yes, I think that that's great. And yes, that is what friendship and that is what intimacy, that's what intimacy right, looks right. like. Right, 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 right. Um, and I think that what we find in that is you're, you, when, you, when that starts happening, you start finding a friend that is really going to truly be a friend that is there for you right, at right, all right, times, right. right? So we think about me, we actually talked about earlier about what what it, about what Proverbs says. Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend that sticks closer to a brother. So there's a difference between a friend and a companion. And mm, I think a lot of us confuse, that. a lot of us confuse friends with companions, yes. especially in this culture now yes. where we have diluted friendship. We've diluted what it means. Uh, a lot of people have given companions the title of friendship when that's not really what they are. Yeah. So yeah, this may be a brother that I know a little bit about. I know that he's gifted or you know, a sister that you know a little bit about. You know that, that she's gifted. You may know a little bit about their lives, but this is not the person I'm going to call to bail me out of jail. That's right. <laughs> like if something happens. That is the test right, right there. That is not who I'm going to call. Are you who calling? will bail me out? <laughs> Who will say we are going to put, we, we, I got to go get this guy. We're going to put money together. And, right. And we are going to get this person out. So I think that, I think that there's a difference, right? Um, a lot of us, uh, a, a lot of our companions don't really know our hopes, our dreams, our weaknesses, right. our fears, our struggles. That is usually reserved for, for, for friends. And like I said, social media has also done this, um, so the proverbs, the proverb also says that a friend sticks closer to than a brother. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I, so I think that you have Solomon here showing how, first of all, you know, at this time, uh, uh, family was a very important thing. It was like, especially compared to what we look at family sure. as now. Um, it was, it was something that you got your identity through. It was yeah. something. It, it was how you were identified within culture. It was very yeah. important. Something that you showed loyalty to. Right. But he is showing that there is a difference, and I think that all of us know that there is some kind of obligation that we have to some degree to family like right. I, you're my family I, right. I got it I, I need to do this for you of course I'll do this for you you're my family you're my family I'm always going to be there for you right, right? right right but when he's talking about a friend there's a difference because a friend is not obligated to do anything yes. for you they choose you it's volition yeah, it's, for it's, sure. it's 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 willful right. yes it's volitional yeah. right so it's crazy because Ray Ortland says about says about this he says a brother is stuck with you a brother is obligated. He's talking about a, uh, your biological brother, right? Right. A brother is stuck with you. A brother is obligated to be uh, a kind of a safety net to you, right? right? Right, But he said, this is what family is for. But a friend chooses you. Huh. When someone loves you at all times, good and bad, and they don't have to, and they don't have to, but they choose to, that person is a friend, mm. right? Um and I think that that is something that is really, really, really that's good. Powerful. That a friend sticks closer than yeah. a brother. Yes, right. That's right. right. That's and, and for a lot of us, we'll say that our friends, we do feel kind of closer to our friends than we do to our yeah. actual siblings. Absolutely. Right. So and I think that there is a difference there. Um, and, and I think that one of the things that we also have to remember, too, is that we need uh, you can't always stretch yourself. You don't want to stretch yourself too wide. Right. But we do need more than just a friend. That's right. That's right. Right. So C.S. Lewis said something that was really good Come on. that um, Alberry pointed out in here. He said, in each of my friends, there is only something that one. He said, in each of my friends, there is only something that some other friend can fully bring out. By myself, I am not large enough to Ooh. call the whole man into activity. I want. I want other lights than my own to show all his talking about my friends facets. Hence, true friendship is the least jealous of loves. Ooh. So what he's saying is that we need Come to on, also Lewis. understand that there is we 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 there there's this multitude of friendship in which we're not jealous at a relationship that you have with uh-huh. this brother that I may not have. Yep. There's stuff that you know Derek can bring out of you that I can't. That's right. There's stuff that you can bring out of me that Derek can't. Right. And we all should sit back and look at that as a diamond and say, man, this is awesome how we can bring all of these different facets out of right, one, right, right, out right. of one another. Right. Which is why we need a multitude of friendship, <coughs> right? Yes. And not just one. And, and can I go jump ahead, in there go real ahead. quick? No, and just go ahead. I think. Right. That what you just described also applies to marriage. Oh, let me, let, let me. Wow. Let me listen. Say Michelle that. Eileen Burgess is my wife. Right. She is indeed my best friend. I've known Michelle for a long time and just found out her middle name just now. <laughs> 
That's because you're not a friend. Anyways, dog. That she is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have come to her on several occasions. Like, babe, just be a friend to me right, right now. I just right. need you to be a friend to me mm-hmm. right now. She is a friend, but let me tell you this: if you think that you can draw a circle around your wife, oh, or your husband, or you can draw a circle around your husband and say all that we need is right here, mm. everything that I need to be filled out and all the needs that I have as ter- in terms of being a human who desires intimacy and fellowship, all of it's right here. And this one person. And this one person. Or let me keep it going. Hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey. Even if you try to do that with your children. Oh. Hey, free smoke, free smoke. You say, hey, little Johnny and Jessica. Little Johnny and Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, draw a circle around there. If you're naming your child Jessica, you may have a bigger problem <laughs> wow. than just trying to draw. A, a, All the Jessicas so, gonna be angry in our YouTube comments. Sorry, Jessica. But yo, if you are looking to your children, basically, and they, there's a good book about this called Covert Incest. Yes, where you are going when you're demanding from your children what, a name. what you should be getting, okay, from other healthy adults, okay. If you are demanding that they be all, and then I'm going to draw a circle here, and this is where I'm going to drink the most uh, sort of deeply, you are also going to find yourself extremely empty and always short of fullness because you were made to live in community where people outside your wife, outside your husband, outside your children, outside your house, okay? Yeah are a part of your redemption project. Right. The God's redemption project on your life includes other people. It's a public thing. That's why he's talking about neighbors all the time. Right. That's why he's talking about membership all the time. Right. That's why he's talking about service all the time. That's why he's talking about elders and deacons. There's other people who are speaking into our lives. So to fill out what we need in friendship is not to find one or two people who we say, there it is, right. my best friend. I my, have it. I have it right there. That's all I got. And I get jealous when I see my best friend talking to somebody else. No, 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 no. We are all pursuing a kind of uh, a reflection of the friendship that we have with God in these intimate, real, regular, uh, sacrificial right, right. relationships that we have with people around us. Right. So it's really important. That's a very important point that yeah. you just made yeah, on yeah, me yeah. from uh, pulling from Lewis. Right. That we are to be shaped, but not that we have tons of com- uh, of, of right. companions. Not that we're going to have be best friends with everyone. That we're going to exactly. be intimate with everyone. Right. We all have capacity. That is absolutely understandable. We are kind and loving to all people, and we have a circle right. that we can cons- that we consider people that are pouring into us, or, or, or that are we are pouring into. Right. But man, it must include that outside of you know. The so kind of what the culture says. All you need, man. I yeah. just got my boo in it, and, and that's it. That's yeah. all I need. Just Bonnie, O3, Bonnie and Clyde. That's it. You hear me? That, that's not. That's not how it's supposed to be, and that's right. not how God designed it to be. Right, right, and right. not only that, but if you are then going to your husband or your wife, right, and yeah. you're putting all of the the pressure on them to be everything that all of these other things are also supposed to be, right? right. So it's not just you're not supposed to. It's not just I just have my wife and that's it. I just have my husband and that's it. I don't need anybody else. That's not how God designed it. Right. But if you start trying to act towards your spouse as if though they are that way, like you are all that I have, right. then the pressure will Ooh, crush them. You're gonna crush her. Not only will you crush her or crush him, him, you will start to begin to be unsatisfied because they cannot fill they up everything in which you need. That's good. It may work for a time, yeah. but it's going to start to fade. Right. Right, right, and right. then and then the bitterness and the resentment and all of that is going to be built up towards them. Right. And then not only that, but they're going to feel I cannot bear the weight that uh, that all of these other people and communities also supposed to carry in your life. I right. can't do it. Right, I want right, right. It's not how God designed me That's to work. Right, yeah. And and so and then we'll that burns. Yeah, we'll suffocate them and that burns them out as well. It's crazy because also Proverbs seventeen seventeen to move on. I just want to. We're just looking at what some friendship looks like biblically. Yeah. It says a friend loves at all and times. And also when after you go through that, right. Let's end with talking about. How do we accomplish we, friendship? Okay, so, cool. Because I know we uh, a little bit over time. time. So yeah. I'm just saying real quick. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity, right? So Ooh, this is what it talks about that a brother is born for adversity. This is what family, like we see what family is for, right? If a brother calls me and he needs me, I'm there. Like if my brother calls me and needs me, I'm right, there. Right, That's right. family. My That's older brother calls me, it, we 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 don't have to talk. 
for a long time. He needs me. I'm there. Right. Same thing. If I'll call him, he's there. Right. Friendship is a bit different, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's saying it. I think that Solomon is saying here is that this is not just somebody that shows up in adversity, but your friend is there at all times. Joy, pain, bad, good, everything. Right, right, right. They're there. Yeah. It's not just for adversity. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, and one good. one other thing that I wanna I wanna man, there's so much stuff that I think that we can sure. get to. Yeah. Um I think about how Proverbs 19 says, wealth brings many friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. Sam Albury pointed that out, too, about how when you have success and all that stuff, it brings many friends. Friends. Right? Um, But a poor man is deserted of his friend, right? So he talked about how, where were all of the friends of the prodigal son when he was eating slop out of a a pig's, you know, eating eating pig food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were nowhere to be found. That's why he was eating the food of pigs. That's right. But when he was out there living that fast life, he probably had a whole bunch of... Friends, right? Um, but one thing that we, we we want to think about is what Jesus said in John 15, right? When he says that no longer do I call you servants, yes. right? For the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Wow. So think about what Jesus is saying. Tease it out, brother. So even even like I said, man. Like man, Sam did a good job with with this book. But when you think about the 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 master and servant relationship, right? There's this hierarchy. It's actually cool because Mr. Alberry points out how it's almost similar to an employee employer relationship, right? right? That it's functional and utilitarian. Sure, that's it, right? Like I tell you to do something, you do it. You do. That's it. what your job is, yeah. right? Um, and as the boss and as the master, I don't have to explain to you why you need to do it. Uh-huh. I don't have to let you in on all of the things that's happening that requires you to do some of the right. things that I need you to do. Right. I'm telling you to do it. I just need you to do it. I don't have to explain myself to you right. in, in essence. Right. So what Jesus is saying, though, because because this is what Jesus says when he says the servant does not know what the master is doing. Right. It's not his business what oh. the master is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But what he says here. Is that now I have called you friends for all that I heard from my father, I have made known to oh you, God. which means that now you know what yeah. the master is doing. Yes. I am everything that God is giving me. I'm not just saying you're only on a need to know basis yes. in a sense. Yeah. I am letting you in on everything yes. that the father is, is letting me in on. That's right. Good, sir. So so what Jesus is saying that is is, is that now you have access. Right. I, I, I am open with you. And Jesus was open with his friends. You want to talk about walking in the light. So I think about what Jesus says in Matthew 26, 36 through 40. I'm just going to read it real quick. It says, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter, right? And the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. (sighs) Jesus even told them. Yes. I am sorrowful. I'm struggling I right now. I am struggling. Yes. And I want you to see it. I left these other disciples over here. Let me take you two. One, two. Because I can't take all. It's just, even, even all of y'all. It's not all of y'all. Y'all two. Come yes. here. Yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all and the sons of them. Come three, here. Yeah. They're y'all three. I said two. So y'all three. Come yeah. here. I'm sorrowful. Yes. Even unto death. Not only that. Not only that. Then he says, remain here with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and, pray, and prayed, my father, if, if it is possible, let this cup Pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but uh, uh, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so could you not watch for one hour? You know how that goes. But he said, he shows them, I am sorrowful wow. and I'm going to show you what I, I'm going to show you my vulnerability. Exactly. I'm going to go before the Lord and say, God, please, if there is another way, please let this cup pass from me. And I'm going to let you witness it. Mm. God in the flesh is vulnerable with people that he just called his friends. Yes. That is walking in the light. Yes. And that is the quintessence. That's the quintessence of what it is. A friendship. A friendship. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus was the friend par excellence, mm. right? So he's, he he said, even says to them, he's even open with them. Wow. I'm sorrowful and troubled, man. Yeah. I'm, he's God in the flesh. Yeah. He, he could, he's not walking around like, yo, man, I, no, I'm. Nah, I know, I know what I got to do sure, for the yeah, joy yeah, set yeah, before yeah, me. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. no, I'm sorrowful, man. And I'm about to go pray yeah. that if there's another way for this, and you're going to witness it. Wow. That if there's another way for this cup to pass, please let it pass. But you know what? Nonetheless, Lord, 
not your will, not my will, but your will be done. That's good, man. Friends are in the inside seeing this. Yes, yes. Vulnerable, open Jesus who yes. is struggling. Yes, yes, Not yes. in the sense of struggling with sin, but he knows that he's getting ready to go before he's he's walking to the electric the electric chair. Absolutely. And he's saying, man, my soul is troubled. Like, I'm, yes. I'm sorrowful to the point Anxious, of death. John points out to the fact that he was so sorrowful that he began to sweat drops of blood. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. So, so, um, that's powerful, when we bro. see that, this is what, this is, this is what and scripture would show friendship uh, is, man. I would love to do another episode on friendship. Oh yeah, um, we have to do another one. Man, let me just try to wrap this up, man, and say, Jesus mirrors for us the, the heart of friendship, man. Right. And Solomon gives us all these different angles uh-huh. on what you ought to expect, what you ought to look for. Right. When you think about what a friend is. And then David and Jonathan really peel back uh, a kind of relationship that should exist outside of some kind of erotic experience. Right. But we can be intimate with each other, naked before each other. It has nothing to do with sex or, right. s- or sexuality right. per se. Right. But it has everything to do about everything to do with us. Us being unashamed, us being known by each other, us being able to commit to one another in safety. Right. Because I am not trying to impress you. You're not trying to impress me. This isn't a performance. Right. We want to be fully loved, fully known, fully accepted. Yes. And that's how we are before God. That's how we are before so God. So that's we have to. That's what we have to be before one another. We're trying to pull that reality down. Yeah. I know that friend, uh, C.S. Lewis said that friendship is born at the moment when you say, "Oh." I'm not the only one. Right. You, me too. You, you're like me. Right. Here is the thing, my guy. God knows everything evil that you have thought today, last week, and for your entire life. He knows the depth of that evil. He knows how shocking that evil is. Oof. And he's also seen all the mistakes that you've actually made, mm-hmm. the, the things that you've done with your hand. He's seen all of it, and his love for you has not diminished. Yes. Hasn't changed. Not at all. Love stays consistent even though you are inconsistent or consistently breaking his law and doing evil things. Right. Now, when someone comes to you in that same boat, right. because all humans are in that exact same boat, right? Okay, when someone comes to you and they begin to peel back the fact that they are just like you, if you get shock, turn off, and move away, right. or if you say, well, I'm glad I'm not like you like the Pharisees did, right? And you cannot just you you may not say that, but you can act like that by your unwillingness to be vulnerable with oh, them. Yes. Okay. Mm. If you do that, you are crushing what it is to be like God in a friendship. Right. Because God knows that you're a sinner. You know that you're a sinner, but when you get around other sinners, somehow you start acting like you are Saint Nicholas. Right, right. Okay. So here's the thing: what it means for us to mirror the Lord in our relationships is that I know that you're a sinner. You know that I'm a sinner, and we are both not going to each other for our affirmation. Right. We're going to the cross. Right, right. Because the right. blood of Jesus will cover us, and He brings us together so that we can just take shelter there. Right. Not in our perception of one another. So I want to encourage us. Mm. I think we're trying to encourage us to get God kind of friendship down into our friendships. On earth as it is in heaven. If you, okay, if you are feeling friendless, let me just give you this little word as well. Uh The first place that I want you to start, I think it's good to start, is ask yourself, what kind of friend have I been? Mm -hmm. Because... As you are learning what biblical friendship is, as, you, as you're picking up the book that we've recommended, mm-hmm. as we are talking through, as we're sort of go, uh, uh, ex- excavating all of the, the sort of uh, truths that the Bible has about friendship, as you're learning those things, your job now doesn't become to wait until that shows up. Right. Man, I can't wait till somebody comes in. And, 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 and is that kind me. of friend for me? No, you need to be proactive. Go be the friend that you want right. in your life. Right. Go be that for somebody. Go serve. Go love. If you think that you should be loved without expecting things in return, go love somebody without expecting a whole lot in return. If you think that you should be open, I tell you, when I think about my marriage, when my wife has been impatient, the way that I have helped her with her impatience is not then responding to her with impatience. Right. There you go again. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But when she is impatient and then I act patiently towards her, 
it then influences it, 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 it and vice versa. Right, right. When when I'm out, out of pocket and she stays in the pocket. Right. Giving me what I don't deserve. Mm. What it does is that it begins to it begins to center me as opposed to just continuing to reproduce the foolishness. Right, right. Somebody has to initiate and be what need someone needs to initiate and be what doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. We say we're we don't shoot at the target. Right. I don't shoot at where you are. I shoot at where I want you to be. Right. I'm aiming at where the target is moving. And right. if the target is moving towards, you want the target to move towards uh, sort of wholeness. You yes. want the, the target to move towards genuine friendship. Then you go and shoot to where you want it to be at. Right, right, and Shooting right. at where you want it to be at is simply being the kind of friend that you want. And I have to ask myself that. And oftentimes the moments when I feel the least f full of friendship. Right. Okay. When I feel friendship deficient, I have probably not been as good of a friend as I should have. Uh -huh. I know we often see, we think that because we see ourselves at the center of our universe. We're like, you take get, get the class photo. The first person you're going to look for is yourself. Right. You're not trying to see how anybody else's picture turned right, out. Right, right. You want to see me. And we typically see the world like that, see our friendships like that. Right. So we think if there's any kind of problem with our friendships, it's them. Right, right. I just wish I had the right kind of friends. You create the right kind of friends mm. by being the right kind of friend. Mm. So I want to encourage folks to take a lot of the things that we shared here today Amen. and then go practice that on somebody and see the Lord bless it. Amen. This has been Southside Rabbi. Hey. Go out there and make some friends, some real biblical Christian friends. Hey. <laughs> now, nah, man, we'll see y'all next time. We love y'all. Can we can we go out with uh, the song again? Let's do it, man. Uh. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's what that makes me think Jesus of. Jesus Christ. I love you, God. I love you, God. He's so pure, man. Uh. Yeah. Hold on, let me get the vibes though. Uh -huh, I'll get the vibes. Friends. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How many of us have them? Yeah. Friends. Come on. Ones we can depend on. Come on. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Before we go any further, let's be friends. friends. This is what we use every day. Most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Uh -huh. Now you can look the word up again and again. But the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. Okay. And if you ask me, you know I couldn't be much Ooh. help. Because a friend's somebody you judge for yourself. Some are okay and they treat you real cool. And some mistake your kindness for being the fool. We like to be with some because they're funny. Others come around when they need some money. Some you grew up with around the way. And you're still real close to this very day. Okay. Cool boys through the summer, winter, spring, and fall. And then there's some we wish we never knew at all And this list goes on again and again But these are the people that we call friends